0: Hello and welcome to Cry Screen Relax. Today's podcast I'll be talking about mental health and today I've got a very special guest, my very good friend, Jenna. Hello. So, Jenna, do you want to just explain who you are? My name is Jenna, I'm
1: 32 and I've got two children Um, and I've pretty much suffered with mental health issues for my whole life Um, but I've just recently
0: been diagnosed as having... Generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah, so mental health is really, really important in this day and age now. Everybody is more aware of it. So, I just want to give a quick definition of what mental health is. So, mental health is defined as a state of mental well being in which every individual realizes his or her own potential and can cope with normal stresses of life. And I think that's what it boils down to, how you actually cope with mental health. And recognising that if you do have mental health, to get help as soon as you can. Definitely, yeah. So, um, I would say that when I were a kid, if someone had said something about mental health, I would have thought it was like the cat lady from Simpsons. Yeah. Like, some crazy person walking down the street, talking to himself. You'd probably think they were under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Yeah, And that's that's what it was. Nobody ever said to me in my family what mental health was. It was never discussed. And I never learned anything about mental health through school. No. So, my experience now, as an adult, having counselling, I understand that my mental health Came from childhood trauma, and then progressed on. Where did your mental health start? I think that basically it's something that I've, I've I think
1: I've always had an imbalance in my brain, but I just didn't know. Because mm-hmm. um, one of my first sort of memories of like worrying um, obsessively was when I was probably I don't know probably. 14, 15, I was at high school. Yeah, the teenage years. Yeah, and I remember going into the bathroom. I remember it to this day. I went into the bathroom. My mum was in the bath and I just burst into tears. And my mum said, oh my God, what's the matter? And I said, mum, what if I fancy girls? Wow. I didn't fancy <laughs> girls. I fancied boys. But I had this constant niggle in the back of my head saying to me, what if what if yeah. you're a lesbian? What if you fancy girls? Yeah. Um, and I could not stop worrying about the fact that I could possibly like girls yeah so my mum said oh my god just if you like girls you like girls it's no big deal like you know we're all different and said but I don't like girls I'm just I'm just worried that I might do and she's like well that's silly why are you worrying over something that it's not even an issue and I think that's when I realized that something wasn't quite right in my brain because Mm -hmm. I used to obsessively worry over things that weren't
0: even an issue yeah, what, just say what your condition is again. Uh, Generalised anxiety disorder. Right, can you kind of sum that up as to what that is?
1: So it's basically worrying all day, every day, over things that you don't need to worry about. Um, so, I mean, when I, when I had my children, it was a case of worrying about them. Um, I think it's quite a normal thing when you become a parent that yeah. you worry about your kid's health and... But I was having like really vivid sort of visions of falling down the steps with my child, Mm. letting go of the pram and a car coming and running them over, like really horrible nasty thoughts. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just like I was out walking and I thought, oh God, something bad could happen. It was constant, Mm. constant worry, constantly obsessing over things. What if, what if this happens? What if that happens? Um, to the point where I couldn't control it anymore
0: and it was really getting me down in everyday life. Well, that's it as well. And I think, like you said, that started in in your teenage years and that is the worst sort of age to to be hit with any sort of mental health. Depression, stresses, worries, anxieties, um, bipolar. Because when you're a teenager you just don't know yeah. you don't know what is going on is it hormonal are you just having a phase you know or is it something more serious and like i said before school you don't get taught anything about mental no. health in school and if your parents don't really understand it cuz i feel like the older generation yeah they, my mom they didn't really get, get it. it yeah they don't really get mental still health still now she
1: doesn't understand whenever i have my episodes where I'm really upset, really down, really depressed. She'll say to me, but Jenny, you've got everything. You've got everything mm. you ever wanted. And this is what people don't understand. You can have everything. Yeah. There doesn't have to be a reason for it. It can still be there. That imbalance is still in your brain. And it's still causing you to have these unnecessary thoughts and these unnecessary feelings towards things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we fill out about it quite a few times because she'll say to me, what's wrong with you? Why, yeah. you know, why are you behaving like this? Why are you so upset? And... I'd say I don't know, Mom, yeah. I can't help the way that I feel. You know, I'd be so upset and crying, and it's just awful because to try and explain it to somebody that doesn't understand, mm-hmm. it's just like smashing your head against a wall, yeah. basically. I think as
0: well, we see it a lot in the celebrity life. Don't yeah. You see, you see celebrities having like public meltdowns, and then you become aware of oh gosh that person's going through some mental health issues but us the ordinary everyday people
1: yeah, don't we don't get that it.
0: attention so people don't really understand like you said and it's so difficult to get across to somebody that you are having this this moment of oh my god like i feel like this i'm gonna die blah 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 and if they don't understand it they can't support you no and that's the other thing that we'll come onto in a in a bit um, about the support and what we do to keep sane For my experience i was um i had child childhood trauma which i didn't realize i had until i hit my 30s <laughs> so it was a long time of going through all these episodes and not even understanding i couldn't understand myself i felt like i couldn't talk to anybody because nobody else had what i was having so they wouldn't understand me um, feeling ashamed about it, feeling guilty. Yeah, because you think to yourself,
1: you know, get a grip. Why do yeah, I feel like yeah. this? Yeah, and
0: you have to sometimes, sometimes you have to slap yourself and shake yourself and yeah. pull yourself together and say, just forget about it. Sweep it under the carpet, forget about Especially it. Especially as a mum when you've got kids to look after. Exactly. You have yeah. to just get on with your day, your yeah. daily life. You have you have to be a mum. You can't stop. You can't have a day off. That, well, that is it. You can't have a day off and I think that makes it extra hard yeah absolutely um i mean it's hard for whatever age if you're a teenager if you're a single person but if you've got kids your mental health is absolute paramount because yeah. if you don't function right you can't function right for your kids happy mom happy kids and all that exactly well we don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's true and when i had when i got pregnant the second time i had prenatal depression then postnatal depression also known as baby blues and then i had a third child so it just transferred over it never stopped and then it was just a one long massive depression and the all oh, the everybody kept saying it's your hormones oh you'll it's be normal. all right yeah, yeah baby blues yeah you'll be fine. And, it was, and i knew i knew within myself something wasn't it quite wasn't right. it wasn't that and the thing is as well what you have to do you have to listen to yourself. Yeah. You know your mind better than anyone. You know your body better than anyone. So if someone says to you, "It's your hormones," that you're thinking, "No, this is deeper than that." Then yeah. you have to seek help. My mistake is that I didn't go and seek help Sooner. quick enough. Yeah. Year, yeah. Because I thought I've got this. Same here. For I can me. Hun- I can handle this. I can control this. And actually, I was fucking control. I was spiraling out of into freaking
1: universe. You just go into autopilot, don't you? As a mum, you just think, right, get through today. Mm-hmm. and then the next day, right, just get through today, and then you're never getting the help that you need because you're just
0: constantly trying to get through the day. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You can't... And when you're on that autopilot, everything just blurs then. Like, literally, I, could, I couldn't I tell you what day it was, what week it was. No. Nothing, you know, and then you let yourself go. Like, you don't wash, you don't brush your teeth, you don't comb your hair, you can't be arsed. Like, I... I I didn't even want to clean the house. I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want to do absolutely anything. And when you get into that state, you have to think to yourself, oh my God, if I walked in on somebody else and somebody else were like this now, I'd be like, what the hell has happened to you? Let me help you. But I didn't want help from anybody simply because I was, I just thought to myself, people won't understand and it don't matter how much I explain it, they give, they give me the excuse that I'm then supposed to use. So if it's, oh, it's your hormones, or, oh, you'll be all right. Their excuse is they're not getting to the root of the problem. I needed to know, why am I feeling like this? There's no yeah. point just saying, I feel like this. You need to know, why do you feel yeah, like you this? Want answers, don't exactly. You? Now, you had a bit of counselling, didn't you? Yeah. Now, I had a bit of counselling. I didn't like... My counseling my my counseling was over the phone phone counseling and I really didn't like it um how did you feel about yours um I
1: was sort of I was in a car accident um, and I was getting really bad anxiety after the accident being a passenger so as I was going through all the, the legal procedures they offered me the chance to go and have some counseling for my anxiety so I said yeah um, and when I actually sat down with his counsellor, and she said to me, "Right, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start at the beginning. Talk to me about your childhood. Uh, did you have a good childhood?" And I went, "Oh yeah, you had a great childhood. It was perfect. It was absolutely fantastic." She said, "Right, okay. So your parents still together?" And I said, "No." She said, "Right, okay. So what happened? How did they split up?" I said, "Oh well, my mum basically had a bit of a, a breakdown and ended up got running off with somebody else." Um, and she left us and so she said right okay so it wasn't perfect was it Mm. and it was only when I actually sat down with somebody and went through everything that I've been through the fact that I was then sort of responsible for my dad who was going off the rails drinking um, my my younger brother who was a teenager he was on drugs Um, I was sort of mum yeah but at the time it was autopilot Carried on with it. I used to have to pick my dad out of the garden when he was drunk and passed out on the floor. Bearing in mind he's six foot four, Mm. he's very heavy. Um, It was only when I sat down with someone and started going through things that I realised what I'd actually been through. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, My past relationship, which was very, very abusive. A lot of it was mental abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, Constantly putting me down, telling me that I was ugly, telling me that I would never be with anybody else better than him um I used to say all sorts of horrible horrible things to me but i just thought it was normal and it was part of being in a relationship and so yeah for me it was a real eye-opener mm-hmm. i kind of took a step back and was like wow I, ha- I have actually been through a hell of a lot um and that's when i started to understand why i was feeling the way that i was feeling mm-hmm. And why I was getting so anxious about everyday things was because everything had just built up and it had not been dealt with, like mm-hmm. you said. Um, and yeah, that's when I realised. So for me, I actually enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it and it did... I mean, there were a couple of sessions where I was just in floods of tears. <laughs> and she was dead, She was really nice and she said, it's fine, let, yeah. let it out, it's yeah. natural and I was really shocked that I was crying when I was talking about my mum and dad and she says it's natural and it's good it's good to get everything out yeah. because then you feel like you can let it go yeah um so yeah if it wasn't for the price I think I'd have probably, <laughs> probably carried on um i mean the nhs is shocking with counselling yeah it's an eight month waiting list at the moment mhm um so that's not good enough really because if you think about all the people that need counselling and they need it now yeah they're already at crisis point. You know, it's too late for them. Exactly,
0: and and I'll just point out that I've known Jenna for seventeen years. A long time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God, is that long it
0: is? Well, Tyrell's long time. gonna be eighteen yeah. this year. Yeah. So I've known Jenna for a long time. So everything that she's describing, I remember the that point when your mum went off, um, and I re- I I know your relationship with. Shall we say his name? No? Briggs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and like you said, when you're young, you don't understand the fundamental points of being an adult. So when you have to take on all that pressure of what's going on, you do run on autopilot because you just think, well, this is the norm. You think that if you're in a relationship with someone and they're saying horrible things, well, you just think, all oh, right, well, that must just be how it is then. Yeah, I genuinely thought yeah. that, that
1: was the way that it was, you know... You but just... you
0: don't realise that all that is actually affecting you in yeah. the long run. You, you think, oh, it's okay, and then you get out of that relationship. All right, I've moved on, but it's still, there. Yeah, it's still and, there. And you have to address it. You really have to address those issues, and obviously, you, like, vice versa, you've known me be with John for 10 years, I was with John, and that was so turbulent. And, and again my mum had split up from my dad when I was four um my dad had been off with different women and and then I was in a household with my mum she introduced a new man in and then she had kids with that man and I just saw turbulence all the time so I thought that's how it is like it's a normal thing to argue it's a normal thing to shout at each other and swear at each other and be like that and it's so so damaging so damaging in the long run um but yeah it's it's good in a way to get all that out but I think what what you were saying about the NHS I I did mine through the NHS my counselling if I'd have paid private I probably would have enjoyed it and got more out of it yeah but I did have to go on the waiting list which by the time then you actually get to the counsellor, you think, well, oh, I can't be even be asked yeah. talking to you now. Yeah. I've done most of the the work myself because yeah. I had been working on myself throughout that. I think I, I think I waited five months before. Not I, not yeah, then. I think I actually waited five months before I got to see somebody. Um But like I said, it seemed to me that the counsellors they didn't know what it was almost like they were reading from a script and if you want suicidal the one interested oh, yeah definitely you know what i mean it was like are you suicidal no yeah. all right then um okay well maybe you should try no that isn't gonna work is it and then what i actually did i, I scrapped that set but then i had another set of, of um telephone counseling and that guy was so much better I think it makes all the difference getting
1: somebody... You have the to school, get the right ...getting one. the right person yeah. for you, because I've had quite a few different counsellors, um, and it's only been the last one that I paid privately for. It was like £80 a week yeah. you
0: know,
1: for a session. Um, and she'd been recommended to me f- through other people, so I knew that she was supposed to be really, really good. Mm. And it was only with her that I actually felt like I was making progress Yeah, uh, with the last... The, one, the previous ones I didn't really feel like I could open up properly and mm. yeah so it, like you say it, it really does
0: make a difference getting the right person you have to and I think as well don't be afraid to if, if you go through a session and you're not feeling it just say I'm not just feeling it. it. yeah you've got to don't leave yourself in that situation because it don't benefit them it don't benefit you um, so yeah if you're in that situation and you think this ain't working just say i'd like to see somebody else if that's possible but I, the last guy i got i ranted to him <laughs> i just i just let the floodgates yeah, open and i just good. went on a rant and he was like why aren't you doing counseling <laughs> and i was like oh i don't have time for that it's not the old shit out but it's true because i had gone through so much of self-healing I didn't need anyone to tell me. Yeah. I knew the answers in my subconsciousness. And just by letting the floodgates open, he was like, everything you're saying is correct. Yeah. And and I knew then that I was on my own little journey. Um, so let's go on to what do you actually do now to keep all those feelings at bay? When you become overwhelmed and stressed, what do you find that really helps you cope? For me, number one is
1: exercise, um, just going out for a run or going to the gym, which I know we can't do at the mm. moment, but when the gym's open, back up. Um, a big one for me as well is martial arts. My husband is head coach at a martial arts gym, so I've always had that in my life. Um, so, yeah, jiu-jitsu, boxing... Oh, The the way that it makes you feel, just getting all that anger Mm. and that frustration out, it's like it just sweats out of you. Um, So yeah, exercise for me is a big one. And at the moment, I'm trying to exercise every single day because I know that it gives me those good vibes and it makes me feel really, really good. Um, So even if it's just half an hour a day, even if it's just going out for a walk, um, I try to do that. Um another biggie for me, which I know is probably controversial and some people agree with it, some people don't, but medication. Mm-hmm. Um I've been on probably six different types of antidepressants over the last six years. Um and I've only just found the one that's working for yeah. me that just makes me feel normal mm-hmm. and balanced. Um last year I had a really, really bad time with insomnia. Yeah. Um so I managed to find some medication that helped with the sleep, helped with the anxiety, um, and that really works for me. So, yeah, medication, um, exercise, eating healthily, I think that's a big one yeah, as well. Definitely. Um, But it's got to be a lifestyle change, it's got to be yes. every day, mm-hmm. eating things that you know is good for you because um, I've always eaten absolute shit my whole <laughs> life. I've pretty much lived on potatoes and bread for my whole life. i <laughs> I'm just the world's worst eater. I don't like things. I'm fussy. I'm vegetarian, not because I'm against eating animals, but just because I don't like meat. Mm. makes me feel sick. Um, so it's been sort of the last 12 months that I've really changed my diet. I've been eating a lot of plant-based foods, um, just trying to fuel my body rather than yeah. feed it yes yeah definitely
0: I like that that's a good motto yeah, give yeah. it
1: fuel Yeah. Um, and the combination of those three things for me is just at the moment I'm feeling good yeah. I'm like, feeling happy and balanced and strong I yeah. feel like the positive voice is definitely outweighing the negative voice yeah. which I think is a big one because when I was really really down it was the negative voice that was the one that was bossing me around yeah. basically yeah. day in day out telling me that I wasn't good enough and that I was crap mum crap wife you name it so yeah those three things really are
0: what I try to stick to as much as I can yeah so for you I'd say it's more the the physical aspect of all that exercise and and stuff like that I'd for me I used to dance I't danced now in coming up for four years um but for me it's more of the meditation side that really calms me down. So, I like listening to like meditational music, vibrational music, and um, doing a lot of stretches. So, yoga. I do yeah, like yoga. still still in the physical aspect, but very slowed down now. Um, I'm not a gym person. I, I used to even, I, I was a personal trainer, but I don't like working in the gym. Um, my thing is dance. I love to dance, and obviously, even through last year, we can't even go to a dance class or anything, Yeah. so for me, um, mine's more of the relaxation process, calming the mind, um, like you said, letting that negative voice get to the back, yeah. don't want to hear you, and letting all that, that good feel vibes come forward, um, but you're definitely right, it's a lifestyle thing, I wake up, put my vibrational music on, do my stretches, do some breathing, um, and then I get up and then I'm ready to, you know, do mum duties. Yeah.
1: I think breathing is a big one as well. Learning like how to breathe. Yes, definitely. Um, when I was really struggling last year with sleep and everything, um, I downloaded the Calm app. Um, yeah. And I went on that every day and did the breathing exercises and they really do help to just calm a racing heart because for me, when I when I get really, really anxious, my heart just goes crazy. Mm. I have panic attacks So learning how to breathe and learning how to control your heart rate and slow things down, that
0: is a big one. Definitely. Definitely. And I I started going to Reiki. Um, If you don't know what Reiki is, it is just basically body healing without actually anybody touching you. So it's like laying on a massage table, but they use things like crystals and just um, their hands to heal your chakras, put all your chakras um, in order and back in place. And they do a lot of breathing through that and I really found that beneficial because I didn't... Sometimes when you say, oh, do you want to meditate? People think you're going to sit cross legs and go, mm, And it's not yeah. that at all. You can be yeah. sat on the toilet and be meditating but just to breathe and breathe correctly because sometimes people just go... <sighs> it's like, that's yeah. not breathing. <laughs> you can't just sniff in and blow out. Yeah. You've got to take a big, long breath and hold it and, you know, really... Focus. Focus on your on breath, the breath yeah, and
1: nothing else. Yeah. Because I did. I have tried med- meditation and I find it so hard to switch off. I think because
0: your mind still racing. Yeah,
1: because I've got such an overactive mind. I find it really hard to switch off. But I have. Tr- I do try and meditate, and I try and do it when I'm doing my yoga. Mm. Um, but I think it's something that's really got to be practiced a hell of a lot. Yeah.
0: You've
1: got to really, really. Keep working at it. You yeah. can't just do it once. No, and then, like, you
0: can't. No, you can't just sit down and go. I'm going to meditate. Oh, I'm a master at meditating now. <laughs> yeah. it don't work like that. You do have to, but it is those lifestyle changes. You know, eating more plant based stuff is definitely good for the body. You do have to fuel the body in the right way. If you're going to eat uh, greasy food, junk food constantly, then Couldn't that's what like you should. exactly. Yeah. You're going to be sluggish. You're going to have brain fog. If you're eating all your veggies and your your um, fruits and you're getting your supplements, you hi- hydrating as well, making sure you are hydrated. Yeah, drinking your water that is a, a big thing as well. You're gonna feel great. You are gonna feel great, but it is that mindset. You've got to want to get
1: better. Oh, you've got definitely. to want to feel yeah. good because if you don't, then you've just got no chance. Mm-hmm. You've got to really want to fight. Yeah. Um and it's like last year when I was really suffering with the insomnia and I had to force physically force myself out the door to run or to walk mm. just to clear my mind and everything in my body was saying to me don't go, don't yeah. do it you're too tired, you've had no sleep you've had two hours yeah. sleep you know the kids they need you at home I had to physically force myself to do Mm -hmm. it because I knew that if I didn't, I was just going to slump deeper and deeper into depression. Yeah. So it's about really sticking to to what you know helps. Definitely. Um, They say consistency is key, don't they? It is, yeah. Doing something consistently that you know makes you feel better is going to make you feel better in the long run.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think, yeah, you're absolutely right because I was just going to say to you, what what would you point out of what we should and shouldn't do? And I think what you should do is always push past that barrier. You know, when you feel like, oh, I'm just going to lay here and I'm just going to, like, mong out because I can't be bothered, push past it. And once you keep pushing past it, it becomes, that's your new autopilot. Yeah. You'll just want to do it. Yeah, definitely.
1: But also, knowing when to rest as well is important. Yeah yes yes because like for me at the moment i'm doing a lot of running um and some days my legs they just can't take (laughs) anymore not only my legs but my brain and yeah some days you've just got to accept that you're not going to do anything or that you're going to just slow things down and do something else that you enjoy so whether it's just i mean like the other day um my husband was busy looking after the kids and they were playing and he said just go upstairs and just watch telly. Just get in bed and watch telly. And I were like, really? <laughs> Can I <It's>, do that? <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, just just go and chill out. So I thought to myself, right, okay. I mean, I'm one of those mums who is 100 mile an hour constantly. I never stop. Even when I'm at home, I'm constantly picking things up. Yeah, walking yeah. around, washing yes. up, moving some clothes, doing this, doing that. So to just go upstairs and just lay in bed for the whole afternoon yeah. and just watch crap on telly. I never, I never really watched telly. It were great. Yeah. But I had to really accept it in my brain. Yeah. Because part of my brain was saying, you lazy cow. Yeah. Like, you should be going out for a run, or you should be doing this, or you should be doing that. Like, you can't just lay here for hours. That's so lazy. But then I had to just say to myself, no.
0: Yeah. Accept that you're yeah. having a rest. Yes, definitely. Accept it. I think, I think self-care is such a big misconception because... People say you need to relax, you need to take care of yourself. But you think, I haven't got time for that. I don't have time to relax. I do not got time to sit down and do this because, like you said, I'm always running around. This is happening. That kids are making a trail long mess like fucking Ansel and Gretel. You're yeah. running around constantly, hoovering. Beds need changing. Bathroom needs cleaning. It's always something it's that that there's needs to There's always to be done. something. Always. And you think, when am I going to get time to do this so called self care yeah. relaxation? You've got to. You've got to. You've got to. And I like the word that you use, accept. Accept. When when I moved to this house, um, I've only got a Saturday to myself. And it was so hard for me to accept. I because can do could been anything in this Saturday. Doing all your jobs. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I'm like, well, I need to clean up and I need to do this. And it's like, no, I've got one, one day, day a week yourself. where I don't have no kids and I can do... Anything I want to do, accept it. Yeah. Get out there, and that's what I do every Saturday. Now I do something. I go out of the house, and I'm like, adios, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you've got to, you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to take care of your mind. You've got to take care of your body, and you've got to take care of your soul. And I think that's what sometimes, when you get into that depression, it's soul destroying. It is. And <clears throat> I also wanted to talk a little bit about support because. I didn't feel like I had support um, through my prenatal and postnatal depression. I don't feel like family supported me because they don't understand it. And then when I've reached out to my friends, they they understand it now. So where do you... Do you think that you got the right support? Do you think that you're getting the right support now? Well, my
1: counsellor actually said to me um, once, and it's really stuck in my brain what she said, she said... Um, do you get support from your friends and family? And I said, well, I haven't really told them. And she said, right, well, how do you expect anybody to support you? Exactly. If they don't know. Yeah. Like You have got to tell them that yeah. you are suffering. They're yeah. not mind readers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everybody has their own life. Everybody has kids. They have their own stuff going on, jobs, you know. How are they supposed to know that you're suffering and that you're upset? Because in a way, I felt almost angry at people. Like, oh, they don't care. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. You know, why is, why is this friend not texting me to see if I'm all right? Well, yeah. why should she if she have not text me <laughs> yeah. to ask me if I'm okay? I mean, obviously, we all text as friends yeah. every now and then, but it's nobody else's job to check in. Mm. Like, you've got to tell people. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, for me, like, obviously, my husband knew because he lives with me. Yeah. Um, And he's never suffered with mental health issues so, for him, it was really hard to understand, but I'm so lucky, in a sense, because he's he's really tried. Yeah. I think that's the difference. If someone is willing to try to help and try to understand, then that makes all the difference. Whereas, if somebody's just going to shrug it off. yeah, Like, for instance, my mum, bless her, I love my mum to bits, and we're, like, the best of friends, but she just doesn't understand it. mm and I think she thinks that people too many people are using it as an excuse now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can, and I can understand why she says that. Because sometimes people do play oh, yeah. on this mental Absolutely. health sort of Because thing. because she can't physically see a mental health
1: illness. Yeah. Anybody could say that they're yeah. suffering. Anybody could get two weeks off work and go to <laughs> the doctors and say, I'm depressed Yeah. And get a sick note. <gasps> um but yeah, you need to tell people. You really do need to reach out and yeah. say look, I'm really feeling down you know, could we maybe meet up and go for a walk? Because yeah. I know at the moment we can't do a lot. Um, Could we go for a walk? Or do you think you've got an hour free to to speak to me on the
0: phone? Or, you know, just reach out because people are not mind readers. No. And, and why do you think that you didn't tell anybody? I, I felt ashamed. Mm. And I felt like another big one for me
1: and the reason why I didn't go to the doctor sooner was because I was scared that they would think I was a bad mum
0: mm. and that they would want to take my kids away from me. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's just crazy. Yeah, but the thing is that's because that but that's how your mind was operating. It was operating on the most severe oh, yeah. scenario. Wasn't it? it was like what's the worst case scenario catastrophising because yeah. that is a big part of
1: yeah. G A D generalised anxiety disorder is you catastrophise everything. It's always worst case scenario. Yeah. This is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. I was convinced my husband was going to leave me and I was going to be on my own and I wasn't going to cope. Like, just all sorts of things constantly going through my head. Um, So yeah, you've just got to tell people and reach out and go to people that you know will at least try to understand. Yeah, definitely. Because I've got certain friends who have suffered with mental health that I can sort of speak to about anything and then i've got other other friends that don't really get it and that's fine yeah you know we're still friends we still hang out we can still do things but i I just tend to not speak to them yeah
0: they're not the ones that you're really going to turn to when you're having your down days but they're still there for when you just need to walk
1: and that's fine because you know if somebody doesn't understand it and they don't want to be involved then that's absolutely fine exactly i wouldn't expect anybody to any friend to have to be involved but you you kind of hope that your friends would at least try
0: exactly to care try to
1: understand
0: yeah definitely I think that support is the biggest thing a lot of well from me having my second son as I've spoke about before my second son is autistic and the biggest thing that I always feel is the lack of support around autism and and with that, that brings on a lot of my mental health triggers as well. Yeah. You know, trying to be a mom to three children, one who has autism. Um and the support that 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 you need is is absolutely it's so crucial. You know. And like you said, I want to be able to go, Jenna, I'm gonna ring you up and I'm gonna cry down for him for half an hour and you're just gonna sit and listen. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're just gonna and I don't and, and and you'll say, all right, bro. okay, yeah. Then you say, right, it's all what I can do? I'll say, no, right, cheers, I've got it off my chest now, thanks. Sometimes, and that's it, yeah, that's, that's all th- you need. All you need, yeah.
1: absolutely. And I know, like, for me, I never really understood autism until, obviously, had Cohen, mm-hmm. and I didn't realise how severe it was. I just thought it was learning difficulties and, you know, it was going to be a bit more challenging for him throughout life. I didn't realise just how
0: catastrophic yeah. it is um but again that's something that no, nobody talks about and that's don't. why we have to talk about we have to do these podcasts where we have to get it out there so people can understand it's not when you say you've got mental health the first thing people's gonna think is i'm think i'm thinking now generationally so our parents or our grandparents are just gonna think dramatic dramatic overreacting hypochondriac just get on with it yeah they're not interested in how you feel but our generation we can open up a little bit and some of us understand some of us don't i'd like to think that my son and then obviously your daughter because she comes after Would understand it even more so and be able to offer a helping hand and really understand, not just be like, oh, that person's got mental health, okay, they feel a bit down today, but give as much support as possible. And it, like you said, even if you don't understand it, just try, just try and listen. Yeah, you know, because the thing is, I would, when I were younger, I used to see when people used to say they were depressed, I'd think, what's wrong with them? Like, why can't they just, like, what the hell? I had two people in our family commit suicide. The depression now that I could see that one of these women went through, oh, my God, if I knew what I knew then, I would have been like, you are not going to kill yourself. You are absolutely fine. But at the time, I was thinking, why is she so pathetic? Because I could... I was such... Like you said, when you take on that mother role when you're so young... You have to be strong all the time. You can't let anything break that barrier. You've always been a really strong person. You've always been a sort of
1: crack on and and do it kind of person. No bullshit. Yeah. What you get is what you see. So, like you say, I could totally see you, the old you, being like, "Oh God, get it." Yeah, exactly. The old God, me. is so
0: exactly. pathetic. It is. It's true. But once I would, I honestly, Jen. If you would just said to me when we were 19, 20 oh bro you're going to have a mental breakdown i'll be like what <laughs> Never, like no not me <laughs> hell no but then when it hits you you think oh my yeah. god and it hits the hit you from
1: nowhere
0: exactly that is that's what i was gonna say it comes out of nowhere yeah. because something will happen and it's like the straw on the camel's back yeah. the last straw that's it i'm done and i literally was walking down the road one day and i was gonna throw myself in front of a Forty ton truck. Because I was that way. I was just like, I don't know what to do. I can't. You feel don't you? You Yeah, I was literally like, like, I don't know. I'm lost. I'm lost in career. I'm lost in life. I'm lost as a parent. I'm lost as a friend. I'm. I'm just lost. Don't know what I'm doing. So what is the point? Yeah. But I never told anybody that because everyone would have been like what the hell like yeah. you know and then i thought i don't want to get sectioned i don't want my kids to get taken away yeah. do you know what i mean whereas none of that even happened because no. once you say to the doctor oh gosh i'm free i mean i walked at doctors and just burst into tears and he just After gave me that. a tissue and went you all right bro <laughs> and i was just like i don't know what's going on <laughs> and then you know and he just signposted me to the right people and that's all you need you just need to take yourself to the doctor and say i'm something's happening and do you know what i actually rung 111 once and said
1: please take me away and i need to take, be, away. take section section, me away section yeah because i would not slept for four days so you can imagine the state i was in my anxiety was through the roof i wasn't eating and I just said I can't, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what to do. Just somebody, just come and take me away. And they just said, well, we can't do that. And I was <laughs> like, why? Just take me away. <laughs> and they said, <laughs> Where you go? are you suicidal? Well, no, I don't want to die. Yeah. I just want someone to help me. Oh, well, we can't do that. We can't. No, we can't section you. Like, yeah, you have to be a threat to yourself yeah, you or have to, to somebody be a else.
0: Yeah. And I just thought, well, what the hell? Who is going to help me? Yeah. And, was, and I, do you think though that's because of all the like you know being a mom just being an individual being a woman sometimes we get so overwhelmed that we just want to go away yeah maybe
1: there's someone to fix us we just need like
0: a hotel with a massive bed a mom hotel and yeah and we just want to lay there we don't want to hear nothing silence and we just want to lay there and sometimes i think people don't understand that you just need to everything just needs to go shh quiet yeah and when you say take me away, that's what you're really saying. You're, like, you're just saying take me to a, a silent place where I can regain my thought, where I can, you know, express how I'm feeling without freaking out. Yeah. But there is no place no. like that. <laughs> For me, it
1: was the opposite. Like I, because I wasn't sleeping, I couldn't switch my brain off ever. Yeah. yeah. So I was having no respite from the thoughts. It was constant, and I literally just wanted someone to stick like a tranquilizer in me like an elephant or something you just wanted to sleep i just wanted someone to knock me out so that i could sleep and then wake up and be like right okay yeah i'm back yeah because i was just so unbeside myself and the the point is i couldn't sleep because i was in that state yeah it's a vicious cycle yeah i've got to be able to relax to sleep yeah but because i couldn't
0: relax i couldn't sleep yeah but then i was getting myself in a, in a i was in fight or flight constantly like that insomnia is is a killer we'll touch on that right quick because my insomnia uh was like yours my mind wouldn't stop worrying and i remember saying to the doctor I d- my mind just won't stop talking to me i'm closing my eyes and it's just constant and i cannot sleep and he was saying i can give you something to knock you out but i didn't want to take it but it wasn't so much as a tranquilizer. He said, you know, if your phone re- Yeah, it was like if your phone yeah. and rings and someone knocks on the door, you'll hear it. But it helps you. It eases you yeah. into the, to the actual sleep. I've taken
1: them all, honestly. I've, I've tried every single sleeping tablet that there is.
0: Well, I tried the... Um, what is it? Benadryl? Yeah. Well, that worked. <laughs> yeah. A cap full of that. And I was like, woo, night. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't want to go... I didn't want to go want down. To yeah, I didn't want to go down the route because I thought this will become the habit then and that's yeah you'll be like oh i need the sleeping pill. i need it i need it to get sleep when really i just needed to focus on getting those stupid thoughts to the back of the queue so that they would piss off um but the sleeping like you said it is a vicious circle because what i do then it'd get to like eight o'clock and then i'd start freaking because i knew that i won't even get to sleep so i'm already putting myself into that state why put yourself into that state Brooke you know it's so hard you, to get out of yeah, it it's, it's so, so hard. hard and nobody can really um, explain it you know if you go to the doctor the doctors just a general practitioner he yeah. can't really explain to you why it's happening um, but i will say there's a guy called dr bruce i think it is he's an american guy he's, he's, he's known as the sleep doctor oh yeah listen to his podcast and he yeah he's really good at explaining about yeah. deep sleep rem and how to get yourself out of that stupid situation of where you're already panicking before you even hit yeah. your head it's the pillow because, well, you're obviously not going to sleep. That's psychological. You're not going to yeah. sleep if you're panicking about sleeping. So, yeah, that, that is... And that contributes also to the mental oh, yeah, health then not, doesn't it? Because if you, if you don't sleep, you fuck for the next day.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't sleep now. Now. I haven't slept in four years because of Colin's disposition. Colin doesn't sleep because of his autism. He's up all through the night like last night it was up twice so i was up you know so my sleep's constantly broken now it's not a case of the insomnia it's just colin wakes up so i have to wake yeah. up yeah um so i'm still not really benefiting you have to sleep for your body to rejuvenate for your mind to rejuvenate so i'm still i'm still in it but i feel better because i understand it yeah and i think once you understand it things become clearer when you get yourself into into a... You know that it's coming, what do you do before... Like, if you know that you're feeling that overwhelmingness? Well, obviously, like, now I'm
1: sleeping again really well because I've found the right tablets that help me. Um, but I still have insomnia probably mm. two, or three nights a month. But I think the big thing with insomnia is you have to accept it. Mm. The more you fight it, the less you're going to sleep. So... I know straight away if I get into bed and my eyes are wide open and I'm like, tonight is going to be one of them nights and I just accept it. Mm. I get up, I get out of bed, I go read a book downstairs until I feel tired again or I potter around and I do a bit of cleaning up and I just accept the fact that tonight is going to be one of those nights Mm -hmm. but it's fine, tomorrow night I'll be fine and I'll sleep. Um, But I could not physically accept it for a long time and that is why I got so bad. And I got to the point where I could do literally four nights yeah. without any sleep. And I am being 100% serious when I say this. Not even a second. Yeah, Awake for four days straight. Mm-hmm. Driving my kids to school. Like, how the hell Walking I Walking around could? like a zombie. I was just... I, I couldn't see properly. I was dizzy. It were awful. It was really, really horrible. So I'm just so thankful that I've got to a point now where it doesn't freak me out anymore. And I think if you can survive insomnia, you can survive all. Because (laughs) I swear to God, that was the most horrendous six
0: months of my life getting
1: through that. It really was. It was awful.
0: Yeah when I know that I'm not going to be able to sleep, like, sometimes I'll be sat here and I'm so tired. Oh, you're physically tired. But by the time I get yeah. in bed, I'm like, why aren't my eyes closing? Why can't I sleep? This it, is ridiculous. It's your brain. Yeah, so you have to turn that, you know, you have to do something to turn that off. For me, I can't read. If I read before bed, my mind starts racing because I'm so excited about the, the story. Book. Yeah. So reading isn't a good one for you me. You need to read boring. <laughs> <I> don't, don't <laughs> I have anything boring. Read the Bible or something. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> yeah, but I for me it's the meditation thing again. I put on my meditation yeah. music, sleep meditation. Yeah, or ASMR. Yeah, I love that. Love ASMR. Love if it. you find the right one, um, oh, the Chinese lady on YouTube. <laughs> the Chinese, yeah, she's just
1: welcome back. <laughs> Honest to God, she is an absolute dreamboat.
0: I watch Gentle Whispering. Oh, no, it's I've an American that lady. She was the first woman that I'd ever seen and ever knew about asmr and i've just followed it ever since and she does so many face touching sort of yeah. ones so it feel, and then when she's like that over your eyes it's like oh i'm gonna fall asleep this now. is all focused the one that i which is all focusing on
1: the microphone so it's like noise oh on the microphone. you like that style so you're hearing it in your ears right. and it's going from one side to the other side and it gives you all the tingles down your yeah. spine and yeah, she is just the most beautiful woman as well. Yeah. So you not really supposed to be watching her, you're supposed to be listening, but I'm just like staring at her because she's so beautiful and so fit and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> so
0: sometimes it doesn't always work to put me to sleep because I just think she's so gorgeous. Um, but but yeah. it is, they do work though. I would suggest for anybody who, who is feeling that they can't sleep ASMR, yeah. relaxing music meditation music vibrational well, music the sleep
1: stories as well on the car map they're fab yeah they're really good there's a is it my matthew mcconaughey mm. he does one of them and his voice yeah oh, some so people good. just have the right tone yeah. don't they you could listen to them for hours yeah but it's finding what works for you because oh definitely when i was in the middle of the the bad insomnia nothing would have put me to sleep not yeah. even a frigging truck <laughs> I was just in fight or flight mode yeah. constantly because I was so anxious about sleep. I was just it was awful.
0: Yeah, but once you get yourself into that accepting point and then you do find something that works for you. Yeah. Like yes. we just yeah. said it with the incense. <clears throat> We've got an incense burning. Yeah, I'm gassed out in incense. And here we today. were like oh, can't breathe. I feel I feel so <laughs> sleepy because of this incense. And that's you know because it's calming you. It's working on your senses. Yeah. If, if you've got lavender or something Having as well. your hot bath yeah. before bed
1: with your candles. That's what I do now religiously every night. I turn the lights off, which I never used to do. I used to have the big bright light on in my face when I'm in the <laughs> bath trying to relax. So, I mean, how the hell are you supposed to relax with that? So now I have my candles, I have my Epsom salts, I have everything to just wind down. I think that's a big one. Definitely. And especially when you're a parent and you're 100 miles per hour constantly, it's hard to wind down. Yeah, for it sure. Really is. For sure. Because you're like doing everything all day and everything's under a mile an hour and you're like, right, I need to do this, I need to do that and then as soon as the kids are asleep you're like, Right, okay, now I'm supposed to relax. <laughs> like, how, how do I relax now?
0: Yeah, that and, and saying that, I made a point of I will not do any work on the computer after like eight, eight thirty. Yeah, because blue light's a big one as well, isn't it? And if I well, if I do work Say up, like uh, overnight, I tried doing something because I really need to finish something off, and I was up to like eleven thirty and when I went straight to bed after that, my brain was yeah. worrying because I was thinking about everything that I'd just done on the computer, so I was like, no eight a uh, that is the cut off point I don't want to do any any work after that point. So maybe you know it's like you said you have to find what works for you, but you have to take away those triggers that yeah. are gonna cause you havoc. Definitely,
1: caffeine as well for me. Oh, if I have caffeine, I am bouncing off the frigging walls. I
0: can only have now, now in my thirties. I can only have one coffee in the morning. that's Yeah, like, I have my tea if, on the yeah, morning. I can't, coffee. I can't have any coffee during the day, or else I just get ill. Now I'm like sick yeah. and headache and oh, well, it's I do like what
1: happened. Today, this morning, I went out to do a big run um and i took a little energy shot with me which is literally pure caffeine Mm. because if you're running long distance you have to have some sort of caffeine or stimulant or energy drink to keep you going and i can feel it now in me like (laughs) i'm shaky and i'm a bit twitchy and i'm a bit a bit on edge because i've had that caffeine um so yeah if you're struggling with sleep don't have
0: caffeine get the
1: decaffeinated (laughs) options don't drink red bull don't drink full fat coke pepsi max that's full of caffeine just get some herbal oh, tea yeah it's in so much so many things that you wouldn't even think
0: it's in yeah yeah Chocolate. well we are gonna wrap up we will recap what we've said so if you if you have mental health issues if you think that you are falling into some sort of depression anxiety please go seek help talk to your doctor um
1: can i just say as well a big yeah. help for me when i was like Ringing bloody 111 and asking them to tranquilise me. <laughs> I ended up getting like a local mental health team's number. Um, yeah. It was a Kirklees one and I've got the number saved in my phone. So I'll tell Brooke to put the number on in the comments underneath this post. Yeah. But I spoke to a lady and she was absolutely amazing. She was so good. She listened to everything I said. She, she was fab and... I think just speaking to people that know what they're dealing with and that know how to help can make all the difference.
0: Definitely. I I did have a little booklet, and I don't know where it went, but wherever you live, somewhere in your community or your council, your government, wherever you are in the world, there will be local help teams, there's local voluntary yeah, they... organisations that can help you. So if, you, if you're if you going to be waiting for a counsellor, you know, on a waiting list and you just want to talk to somebody, there's always options out there. It's a click away on Google. Yeah. Just type it in. You will be able to find somebody local to you've got talk the to. Samaritans, you've got Mind. Yeah. Um, but it was when I spoke Bernardo's, to... I think. For, oh, no, that's a children's yeah. But... Oh.
1: Um, it was 111 when I rung them up in a state. It was them who gave me this local mental health team's number. Yeah. Um, and I've spoke to them a few times since then, and they're so friendly.
0: Yeah. And th- and remember, sometimes that is all you need. You just need to talk and get it off your chest instead of bottling it up. Absolutely.
1: And like Brooke said earlier, the GPs don't have a clue. Most of them don't have a clue what they're talking about with yeah. regards to mental health. They'll just give you... They'll fob you off with a leaflet and say, oh, ring this number. But if you feel like you really need help, don't let them fob you off. Yeah. Just ask to see another doctor and another doctor and yeah. another doctor. He I've been done this. Hundreds yeah. of times. And I've finally got to the point where now I've got the same doctor and he knows everything and he's lovely. He's a younger doctor, actually, which I think makes a difference. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's probably my age very good looking as well <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to these jay <laughs> um but yeah i go see dr cook and he helps me and he knows what he's talking about so just don't be fobbed off yeah just keep at it um and there's
0: always somebody out there who is willing to help definitely get that support circle around you as well there's a lot of um what is it, Facebook forums? Yeah. There's so many people that, that are there going through what you're going through and I think that's the biggest thing. You sometimes feel like nobody else understands you. There's somebody out there that is going through what you are going through. So you just need to reach out to people and talk to somebody. Yeah. Get a support system in place. You know, you might not have a family. You might not have friends, but trust me. There'll, Tell be, somebody. there'll be people out there who really want to listen to you and help you and guide you through it and um, yeah I hope this podcast has helped people understand a little bit more about what mental health is and you know if you're feeling like me and Jenna then seek help but yeah thanks for listening guys yeah thank
1: you thanks for having me bro yes it's um, been nice to talk about it I do
0: enjoy talking about mental health definitely we have to we have to talk about it because if we don't People will end up being suicidal, and especially from lockdown and this whole virus. And especially men, like at the yeah, moment. definitely. Whoever, male or female, young or old, sometime in your life you are gonna have something happen to you: loss, bereavement, yeah. a tragedy. Something is gonna affect you in some way, and that, and you need support. You need to talk about it. <clears throat> I always say as well. Um
1: my social media accounts my facebook my instagram if anybody wants to message me my inbox is always open um i'll always do my very best to help anybody that's struggling
0: so yeah thanks for having us yeah until next time guys goodbye bye